0: Wealthy and Smart, Episode 157. On this episode, we're going to talk about cycles, because it's something that I mention from time to time. And I'm not really sure that everyone's on board with what I mean when I talk about cycles. But specifically, I want to talk about what asset might be in a bubble today and what asset might be at the beginning of a long term cycle. So I was recently interviewed on a podcast for a Actually, it's a podcast in London, which is really cool because I love doing international work and spreading the message worldwide. But I realized that I hadn't really addressed this topic with my podcast listeners. And I thought, well, I better go back and chat with my podcast listeners about cycles and get into it a little bit more specifically so that you can really understand where I'm coming from. Recently, I posted a chart and I was talking about energetic waves and how those waves move even into the investment world. It gets a little esoteric, but I kind of like that too. (laughs) And it really is a matter of this energy and waves being in everything that we do and being in the way that the world actually works. When you look at the way planets orbit, or you look at the way seasons come and change. It's just the nature of things to move in waves of light. And this is the way that things move is actually in waves. There's very few things in nature that look like a straight line. And they're not straight when you really look at them under the microscope. So. It's really about curves and waves and how energy moves, and that even impacts the financial markets. And different assets have different cycles. So they're not all on the same cycle, they have different cycles that they're on. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about was something I've touched on before, and that is that we may be seeing a bubble in one asset, and that is in bonds. Bonds, as you know, are IOUs that pay investors' interest. There's different kinds of bonds. There's government bonds, what's also known as sovereign debt. There are corporate bonds, so corporations go and loan money to grow their businesses. Of course, you have municipal bonds, which would be more of your local municipalities building bridges and schools and things like that. And so these are ways to borrow money that pay interest to the investor, and they are thought to have less risk to be a little bit more certain in uh, the payback of the interest. And all of that's well and good, except that there's another outside factor that impacts bonds. And that outside factor is movement of interest rates and interest rates move in cycles. They move in about a 30-year cycle. And right now, we are near the low of that 30-year cycle. In fact, it's past 30 years because we had a high in interest rates in 1982, and then the 30 years would be 2012, and here we are in 2016. So we're a little past 30-year bottom, but that's normal because cycles, again, are curved. They take a while to bottom out. They don't move in a straight line. They don't shoot up usually uh, over the long term, but gently curve up and down. And they can have some sharp moves within that curve, don't get me wrong. But it is, when you look at a chart, it is looking more like a wave. So where are we in the cycle? Well, as I mentioned, we're bottoming out in that cycle. And that means that interest rates over time, and specifically over the next 26 years, will likely move a lot higher. Doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. Doesn't even mean it will happen this year. But it does mean over the next 26 years or the next rest of the cycle, that we will likely see much higher interest rates with them peaking around that 30-year period of time. The crazy thing is right now in Europe, we have some countries that actually have negative interest rates, and that's called NIRP. There's an acronym, N-I-R-P, which is Negative Interest Rate Policy. And that means investors are paying to own sovereign bonds because there's fear of losing money or fear of a default, and they want a guarantee. So they're willing to actually pay to own the bonds rather than having the bonds pay them interest. So it's really upside down, really crazy, really abnormal. And so we're in a very unusual time and place. So with those interest rates bottoming out, It means that the value of the bonds move inversely to interest rates. I've explained that a little bit before, touched on that before. So it means that when interest rates go up, the value of the bonds declines. And conversely, when interest rates go down, the value bonds go up. So when we look in the rearview mirror and look at past history, we can see a track record for bonds that looks fantastic we can see that the interest rates came down over 30 years and that meant the value of the bonds was getting a boost for 30 years. So the track records look phenomenal. But now that we're at the low for interest rates, it means it's going to go in the other direction and we'll have a headwind against those bond valuations. So it means that rather than bonds appreciating, we'll have a depreciating effect working against them. So that's where I would say we have an asset probably in a bubble or close to a bubble. We have these bonds that are at their highs because interest rates are at their lows. So that's something to be aware of. When we also look at cycles, we want to look at what asset might be near the bottom, And I did talk about silver earlier on the podcast, and I've had some requests for people to uh, have me update my forecast on silver. And so what I'm going to do is post a chart of silver on my website so you can go and actually look at what I'm talking about. You can go to lindapjonescom forward slash silver, and you can see the cycle in the chart that I'm talking about. There's multiple cycles, and you can see that every month, they're typically either topping or bottoming, and it's really interesting, but it shows that there are waves of energy that flow through everything, even investments, and you can see that in the price of silver. It happens to be the number one holding that we've had at the Be Wealthy and Smart VIP experience, my investment membership. And it's also been the number one performing investment year to date, which is up 42%, where we have the stock markets you know, up around 3.5%. So turning down into this part of the cycle is where I see silver is now. So I'm not encouraging you to go out and rush out and buy it now, because I think it's actually part of the cycle where it's going to move down. Uh, we have a clear indication that it is. It's normal to have those corrections in the price. They are, again, like waves, so they're going to go down before they go up higher. And that's not something to be scared of. It's just something to be aware of. I still think silver has a very positive long-term trend uh, before it, so we don't get caught up in the short-term trading and the volatility and things like that because the greater risk is that you may try to sell and buy and be a you know fancy trader and that you could actually be out of it and miss a final blast up, which I expect at some point to happen. Uh, and I've talked about that in the past where the paper silver is being traded and the physical silver is running out. And the paper contracts can only trade because the silver is the physical silver is what they're trading. But once the physical silver runs out, if people continue to take delivery of physical silver, eventually that's going to run out and they won't be able to create paper contracts because there will be no physical silver behind it. So That is somewhere in our future, so I'm not suggesting that you be a buyer exactly right here, but watch the cycles and trends of silver. One of the cycles that you can watch is called the MACD, or the Moving Average Convergence Divergence Indicator which is the absolute worst term for anything. And it just goes to show you how the financial industry tries to make this jargon really ridiculous and really not understandable. But what it does is it shows the moving averages or calculations that show the trends, and it helps you see the direction of movement and when it's turning in the opposite direction. So on this chart that I'm posting on my website, you can see an arrow where the MACD is peaking, And when that black line moves under the red line, that tells you it's a short-term peak or a sell signal or something. If you were a trader, it would be a sell signal. But it means that it's not a buy here. That means it's at a short-term peak and you want to get it when it's doing the reverse, when the black line is crossing over the red line in an uptrend is what you want to do. So go to my website, lyndapjones.com forward slash silver, and you can see the chart and the arrow the MACD, the Waves, all of those things that I've been talking about today. If you want to know what to buy and what not to buy to take advantage of silver, that's what the Be Wealthy and Smart VIP experience is for. And you can find out more about that at lyndapjones.com forward slash join VIP. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart.